speaking today with Gary Bagley. He is the executive director of New York Cares, New York's largest network of volunteers. Welcome, Gary. So great to have you. So great to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Um, I usually start the show with the question, what do you believe? That's such a great question, and I especially appreciated getting it at this particular time in our society, because I think, uh, in, in, you know, since the beginning of 2020, it's, it's been a test of what do I believe, what do I believe really, um, and, and also the, the bigger question is, am I living that? <laughs> Excuse me. So, you know, what I, on such a complex question, um, I usually lean into uh, the New York Cares mission, mm -hmm. which is that I believe every human being can and should try to make the world a little bit better place than when they got here, um, and that we do that in service to others, um, that we are the best version of ourselves when we are outside of ourselves helping others. Um, we also know that that is a virtuous circle. It, it ends up helping us. It ends up helping us feel better. But when the motivation is pure, when it is equitable, when we're connecting, uh, not looking down or looking up, but looking across and seeking to make connections, um, we make ourselves better uh, and and we're starting to, to heal some of the many things that we need to be healed in this world, especially today. Absolutely, it's so well said, it's so true. Your organization, I mean, I would love to hear more about um, your organization and why, you know, what stood out for you uh, with New York Cares? New York Cares uh, is, as you said, it's the largest network of volunteers in New York City and what we do with that amazing amount of resources, we've become New York City's largest provider of social services through volunteers. Mm. We do that through education programming, um, serving everything from elementary school students up to helping uh, individuals practice for their citizenship exam or to get back in the workforce. Um, we clean and green the public spaces, the community gardens, urban farms, and public schools of New York City. And then a big area of our work always, and sadly, an area that's quadrupled in size um, since just a year ago, we call immediate needs. Those are hunger programs. Um, those are uh, working with the effects of isolation, um, mm. connecting with seniors, connecting with uh, people with special needs and disabilities. So um, those are the big ways we direct our services. Uh, and we do that through a thousand nonprofits and public schools across the five boroughs. So mm -hmm. our volunteers are able to uh, engage in something that um, from an issue perspective is their passion. Um, they can also learn about an issue through their service. Uh, and then as you know, in this moment in time really demands, we can connect to communities that we're both a part of and 
ones that we might not be a part of, mm. um, but that hopefully we can do in a mindful, supportive, and equitable way. Beautiful. That's wonderful. So when we initially began speaking about you being on the podcast, we were very much in COVID, in the middle of it. Yeah. Now we're sort of hopefully on the other side of it a bit now that we're deconfined there's a deconfinement happening um, level phase one. Um, so what have you learned during this pandemic and your organization? I've learned so many lessons over these last three months. Um, I always say the first one though is um, from an organizational perspective, it's always the first lesson, which is it's all about your team. It's about supporting the team. Uh, no matter how much I do, I will never have done enough for my team um, at New York Cares. They are the front lines. They are the connection to all of our stakeholders. Uh, their well-being, their ability to function um, matters in any time. But, uh, you know, some of us can look and say, hey, we're all working remotely. Um, I think as you know, one of my staff members uh, put it well, we're, we're actually living through a crisis mm. while working remotely. It, it, it's, not, uh, it's not just work from home time. Uh, and um, the connection we feel to each other as a team mm. is key to our success. So that adjustment was huge. You know, I've also learned that, you know, incredibly difficult times call on us to be as inventive, creative, and solution-oriented as possible. And uh, I'm so deeply proud that I get to report back on the work of our team. They, in the face of the great increase in hunger, they called out to 500 hunger-serving organizations to see how we could help. They set up and developed all the systems around a new phone banking system. So the the worst of times can also bring out the best in terms of our motivation, our dedication, our belief, our willingness to stretch our own limits of what just two weeks before we probably would have said we couldn't do. Um, then we did it. You know, it's kind of like the the adrenaline in the middle of the marathon that carries you through to the end. So, um, so, so impressed by that. And then, you know, the, the other thing I've learned through the pandemic, and I, and I, I was saying this at the beginning, but I would say it, now I'm saying it with a deeper awareness is um, to keep going back to my metaphor. This is going to be a marathon. Uh, for the city um, and for the country and the globe. It's not a sprint. The, uh, we may be able to go back out to a restaurant um, or start to shop a bit more. Um, we may not have to, may not worry quite as much, but the truth is this, this was more devastating than most of the natural disasters we've faced in terms of unemployment, um, un- uh, unbalanced, if you will, impact on certain communities. Uh, you know, I think of after Hurricane Sandy, mm -hmm. there was this incredible damage that was based on the 
geography, right? It was the Rockways, Coastal Brooklyn, and Staten Island. And then within those communities, um, communities that were already struggling before the hurricane uh, were impacted more. This was global. Nice. And so the, the communities that have surfaced in, in the geography of New York City that were the most impacted, uh, sadly, came as no surprise mm. um, because of the systems, because of the challenges, because of the inequities in everything from healthcare to uh, employment and other access to other opportunities, um, the neighborhoods that you would imagine would be hardest hit were. Uh, and so this is going to be a very, very long period of both repair, uh, and I think as we're seeing because of the news, um, and everything else that's happened following COVID-19, a period of reparation, atonement, uh, a, a rethinking of what we prioritize and, and how we don't just prioritize it, but really live it and how that cha changes our actions as a society. So. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of lessons on this one. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. Um, but New York City is, I mean, we're, we're tough, you know, we're, right. we're tough and, and as a city, I, I do feel that we, we, you know, when there's a, when there's a cause, we, we get involved as, as you can see, as we all can see, right? Um, what, what can you tell people who are interested in, in activating, in, in getting involved with New York Cares? You know, what, could you give us an example? Could you sort of tell us what that looks like? Sure. New York Cares actually was founded because it was very hard uh, for people to access meaningful volunteer opportunities. And so part of our job is to take anything that's hard about volunteering and kind of remove that friction, if you will, from the system. So for a volunteer, you go to one 40-minute orientation. It's now self-guided. Um, you sign up on our website, you go through the orientation, and when it's completed, you now have access to what is now, depends on the day, about 800 projects a month uh, that are right now predominantly hunger programming and some education programming. Um, but, you know, when we're back up and running at full speed, that can be 1,600 projects a month. You can search by borough, you can search by issue area, time of day, your subway line, and find something. And then all you have to do is click a sign up link, and then you get all the information you need to show up. When you show up at the project, one of the ways we really attend to quality is we have volunteer team leaders. Those are unpaid volunteers mm -hmm. who are the on-site project coordinator. So if you sign up for a meals program, when you arrive, there will be a New York Cares team leader there to divvy up all the chores, make sure to coordinate with the soup kitchen or pantry, mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that you have a good experience, right? New Yorkers uh, don't like wasting their time. Uh, and so we try to make as good a use of it as we can. So we've made it very easy to get started. And so I would encourage everyone uh, go through, do the orientation, and then sign up. If there's any other additional requirements, if you say sign up for a year-long tutoring program, 
you might find that we're going to ask you to do one additional training mm. for that kind of project. But generally speaking, there there's a fair amount of programs that are open without any special training involved. Great. Okay. So you've made it incredibly easy for people to exactly to do it. I always say no excuse. No excuse. <laughs> exactly. You hear that, everyone out there? No excuse. <laughs> No excuse. I love, I love it. So what initiatives are you currently working on? I mean, have has it been difficult now during everything that's happening to sort of implement your initiatives or what's what's happening at the moment? Yeah, it's uh, year on year. We lost nearly half of our projects needed to stop because uh, you know, the school is closed or the senior center isn't allowing visitors. Um, but the team really adapted. And so now, a year ago, about a third of what we did was hunger programming. Now it's a full 80% of everything we offer. It's the most immediate need. Um, it is the one activity you can do where you leave your apartment and go help. You go to the soup kitchen or the pantry. Um, nobody is doing food lines right now. They're distributing bags of food that people can take home, et cetera. Oh, In just the last two months, we've delivered 1.5 million meals. Mm -hmm. And to give you perspective, in all of 2019, that was 750,000. So we very much need people who are willing to step up. Um, if you can, feel like you can go outside. Um, we practice social distancing, all the sanitization processes on our projects. Mm -hmm. um, other is, uh, and this is, I think, uh, an exciting and interesting, is we set up a phone banking system. So there are ways that volunteers, um, there are a few different projects. One is where we're checking in on seniors who are isolated, their wellness checks. Some of them have turned into regular weekly phone calls. Um, we also were checking in with students from the Department of Education uh, with the families who had gotten uh, an iPad so that a student could learn remotely. Right. Checking in, you know, is the iPad, was it received, is it working? Um, does the family need any other resource to make sure that their kids can learn? And then finally, some of our education programming um, working with people with disabilities, as well as some of our ongoing college access programs are starting to open up, uh, being delivered through virtual platforms. So um, you're going to see more and more projects opening up, but right now, um, the biggest place we need, as I say, the boots on the ground are around our hunger programming. Amazing, wow, you are doing so much to help the city. Thank you. I'm going to ask oh, thank you. one more question. Okay. Surprise question, but <laughs> <laughs> I love surprises. I have no doubt that you can answer this. <laughs> um, can you give me three pieces of advice for your younger self? Oh, wow. <laughs> Such a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is I would tell myself that um, everything I'm doing is going to add up to something. Mm. And I might not see that in the moment, um, but I've almost never looked back in my life and did not find that I was in the perfect place at the perfect time. Mm. So may not see where that is, but stay in the moment, 
it's you're going to the right place. Um, secondly, I, I would say I have been happiest in my life when I have been of service to others yes. and that you cannot build a complete life without that um, as part of it. Mm. And this is something others have said is I, I'm trying to put it well, but you will regret the chances you did not take, mm. not any kind of failure that might have come out of them. I don't remember those. I remember, I, I remember that taking the chance is what mattered. Yes. The outcome wasn't as important as it was that I had challenged myself. So. Absolutely. Those are my three, and you, I, you, know, you surprised you. me with I those. did, I did. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Thank you. Thank you, and I love your answers, and I love this conversation. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you, and um, you. thank you, and thank you for uh, giving us a platform to share our thoughts. It's wonderful. Oh, absolutely. This is a call to action. This is This is getting people, rallying people to volunteer for New York Cares.